Welcome to another episode of Average Reviews, where we review things averagely. I'm Tabitha. And I'm Chris. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello. Hello. The amount of times I've said that already today. What? The amount of times I've said that to you already today. I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, we've had quite a few technical difficulties. Just for context, we are currently in two different locations, so we're having to record this in a different way, and it has not been going very well. At all. So, it's been a couple of days since our last episode, so, you know, has anything been over happened? a week. Yeah. Uh, I've woken up every day. That's a plus. That You're doing well. I'm proud of you. I know. That's an achievement. <laughs> um, other than that, now just work. Dealing with you and your sister. More work. That's it. How about you? Yeah, I've not really had anything happen. Just school, mainly. Fun cool. times. So, um, fun times. Fun times. Moving on to our actual content for the evening, we will today. Oh god! I was just going to say today we'll be covering Cherry and the Snyder Cut of Justice League, amongst maybe a few other things. Can't remember Mm. what else, but Falcon and Winter Soldier we can cover. Maybe. So yeah, first up we will talk about Cherry which stars Tom Holland and Chara Bravo. I'm sure that's not how you pronounce her first name. How do you say it then? I don't think it's Chara. C-I-A-R-A. Chara. Sierra. Or Kira. Or Kiara. Exactly. It all sounds daft, I'm sure. Chara. Where did you get the ch from? C and I together. That never makes a ch sound. Ciara, then. That's more Ciara, like Ciara Bravo, Jack Rayner, Michael Rispoli, Jeff Wahlberg, amongst others. Amongst others. So it's basically a, follows the um, story, the life of this man played by Tom Holland, who. Not life, off. is it? Well, it kind of is part of his life. Yeah. It starts with him in college, and he meets this girl played by Sierra, whatever her name is. (laughs) Miss Bravo. Miss Bravo, yes. And they fall in love, and then he goes off to the army, and he comes back. Why does he go off to the army? Because he was upset because they had had a falling out. Stupid. They hadn't had a falling out. They'd split up, but... She said she was moving to Canada. It's not quite a, just a falling out. Sure. And then he goes off in the army and like his best friend dies and it's really sad and he gets like massive PTSD. So he comes back to wherever he was staying 
and he turns to drugs to cope with the PTSD and then he ends up having to become a thief so that he can pay for his drug habit. Mm-hmm. So that's the um, the rundown. Yeah, I think the whole story itself is a really interesting take on it. You see someone's actual sort of downturn, happy-go-lucky guy to start with. What? The term is peripatea. Bloody freaking da. Yeah, he starts off as a happy-go-lucky guy, has a couple of instances in his life which take him on a bad turn and just follow him down. It is just intriguing, to be honest. Mm. And it's an absolute powerhouse of a performance by Tom Holland. Oh, 100%. I did not think that he had that kind of range in him, but he did incredibly well. Definitely. I've not seen him in that much, to be honest, other than like Marvel stuff and a couple of other bits where he's always put in a good performance, but this is just standout. Mm. 100%. Absolutely smashed it out of the park. So, I think that it was a very emotional film. It, yeah. it definitely got me near tears quite a few times. It had me in tears, so. I think I'm just slowly becoming more psychopathic as the years <laughs> go on. Yeah, we have always thought this about you. <laughs> but it, it, it was very... It was a very interesting take on drug addiction, in my opinion, as well. Because Why? it really, it showed more of the motivation than just doing drugs. It kind of showed the whole, okay, he's turned to drugs because he can't cope with something and he hasn't been given support. And then he continues to do drugs because the um, withdrawal symptoms are just so horrible. They, they don't want to put themselves through that. So they just keep doing more drugs because it seems like the only way forward. And it showed like the sort of the gradual decline into it as well. Like starts off just taking a bit of like Oxycontin or whatever and then gets prescribed Oxycodone. it as well. Yeah, whatever. And then also gets prescribed it by a doctor and then that's just not doing enough. So then it just gets like deeper and deeper into it. Until he eventually turns to heroin. The good stuff. You say that like you have experience, <laughs> but you really don't. No, I had no experience, and I'm proud of that fact. Good for you. Thank you. I think that never... Miss... Oh, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I never realised Tom Holland's name was Cherry. <laughs> what did you think it came from? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I, just Some films are just named something. I never thought about that. It's only looking at the IMDb page that I realise his name's Cherry. Excuse me. That's weird. What is? You. Oh, I'm very weird. Thank you. But I think that Miss Bravo did a good performance as well. Yeah, she had a lot of weight to pull as well, and she did it superbly. Mm. 
I don't think there's anyone really that put in a bad performance. It was just great performances all around. Yeah, I it was. Agree. Yeah, good story, well written. Like I said, brilliant. Directed actor. by I the Russo understate. brothers. Yeah, I cannot understate how good the acting is. Mm. And yeah, I, I, I don't know though because I came out of it just feeling a bit like, eh. But then, like a few days afterwards, it sort of makes you think a bit, and when you look back on it, you realise just it is a good film. Yes, I had a different Great. reaction when I. <laughs> yeah. I I'm so just, talk about your reaction. When I came out of it, I kind of came out of it feeling very. I don't really know how to describe it. It's just some films make you feel a certain way when they're finished. And it kind of had that lasting impact on me. I I think I was more emotional after the film had finished than when I was watching it. That might have been because I was with other people while I was watching it. But after the film, I had a good cry in the shower. (laughs) I'm literally not kidding. No, it didn't get me like like I said, a couple of the scenes in it brought a like, tear to my eyes. But um, afterwards, I, just, I don't know if it's just because it sort of leaves you emotionally drained in a way. Yeah. It, so you, I, yeah, I like, you almost come out a bit numb a bit. And then, like I say, you look back on it and you just think, wow, that was good. For a film to have that much impact on you is, yeah. What, me specifically? No, you as in a body. Body a of body. <laughs> no, a body of people. What yeah, did you think? It was... oh, sorry. Oh, go on, go on, go on. That's See, the that's downside the problem. with... Yeah, we can't that's see was... each other's verbal cues. Uh, Visual cues, yeah. really. Jesus Christ. But um, anyway, as I was saying, what did you think to the whole, like, how it was shot, like, the cinematic value of it, if you will? Yeah, again, very good. It was, I know after you watched it, you said it's a true cinematic experience. Mm. And I I don't think I'd go that far. I think you get just as much watching it at home than you do in a cinema. That's not where I was coming from. No, I know, but that's what a cinematic experience is, something that you watch in a cinema, hence the name. Something that you get that extra from by watching in the cinema, whether it be visual effects, the sound or whatever. That's what a cinematic experience is to me. Okay, that's not what I was intending. Clearly, I have a very different definition of it than you do. What's your definition? Just a really good film. <laughs> like you know, kind of something that's like groundbreaking in a way. I wouldn't like, call this groundbreaking. No, I, it was an experience to watch. It. it wasn't just watching a film. It was like more than watching a film. That's what this was to me. Okay, I can see that. But again, like I say, to me, that's not a cinematic experience. But. Like I say, it's just difference of opinion, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That doesn't hold anything against the film itself. Oh, no, no, it was good, good film. Some of the shots were absolutely gorgeous. I think yeah. the camera work was really, really good. Well, yeah, you can go into all the aspects of it. The editing was good. Cinematography was good. The um, 
set design and mm, set design uh, really costumes. Good. Yeah, the whole Definitely. lot of it was just very it grounded, very, very real. Yeah. Mm. It's hard to find fault with it. I completely agree. I'm sure I may of... have had some, but I can't think what they are. It's one of those films that you don't watch it for pleasure. You watch it because of how good a film it is. Like, oh, completely. It, it gives a message. And what do you think the message was? Because I'm sure that it's, it is open for interpretation. So what was your takeaway? Drugs is bad. Um, if you want to be a bank robber, it looks fairly easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's one takeaway from it. Um, if you want to get off drugs, get yourself arrested, and then they'll do all the hard work for you in prison. Turn your life around. <laughs> um, proper. It's just um, you're going to hear um a lot because yeah. I'm just trying to fill my own time as well. It's a bit harder <laughs> when it's just me. But, yeah, what I took away from it is that war is – bloody stupid and it messes the people up that goes in one way or another and there should be more done to support them on the back end of it when they come out because if there's multiple people going through what that film depicts that's just horrific and that's exactly my takeaway as well that we need to offer soldiers more support because they're risking their lives to fight for our country and for our freedom and when they come back, they've got these horrible, horrible sights that they have to deal with and they have no support in dealing with it. So how else? They don't know any other way to escape it rather than literally, like, numbing it out with drugs. Or booze or whatever it is they choose. Yeah, definitely. It There's a poem by Simon Armitage called Remains, which is basically about um, a man who shoots a looter and comes back from war and feels really guilty about it and has terrible PTSD. And to me, this film was a cinematic representation of that poem. It's a very good poem. I definitely recommend reading it. Well, I haven't read it. Maybe you could do a dramatic reading of it one day for the podcast. <laughs> Maybe I could. In fact, tag it on at the end of this when we're finished recording. Record your own little bit. I really don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think but I'm very good it's at what like. I, it's what our fans reading. want to hear. If somebody responds to this episode saying they want to, I will 100% do it. But does only it count if somebody if I respond? Said, no, it does not. <laughs> <sighs> and how would you want them to respond? A tweet? A tweet, an email. Well, just um, pick one. Banner in the sky, however they want, whatever will get our attention. Or just someone tweet us, I've reviewed podcast, I believe. Um, <laughs> just say, we want Tab to read a poem. And we will make sure she does. Even yes. if I have to hold her at knife point. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, what would your rating be for it? Solid eight, eight point five, eight point five. Eight point five for me as well. Yeah. No debate, debate about it, debate oh, about wow. it. Yeah. Yep. And 
Tom Holland in it, 10 out of 10. Like I say, an absolute standout, standout performance. One that more people should see. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of his best works, but probably one of his more underrated works. The downside with it being it's on Apple TV, and I don't know that many people who've got it, to be honest. Me either, unfortunately. But it is 100% worth the watch. Yeah, definitely. Like you said earlier, it's not something that if you go in expecting it to be a fun experience, you're not going to enjoy it. So just go in, ex- just open-minded, mm. just take take what it throws at you, and you, it's good. Yeah. So, moving on, unless you have anything else to say. Hello. Uh, hello? There we go. That's what I wanted to say. Okay, then. Um, moving on, next up, we have <laughs> the Snyder Cut of um, Justice League. Oh, I'm making myself laugh. That's really sad. Yeah, don't make anyone else laugh, though. So Anyone looking at you is just going to be really creeped out because you're just sat in the Grand Cave laughing to yourself. <laughs> That's all I do most nights. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, Snyder Cut. Of? Justice League. I have just said this. I don't listen to you. Clearly. Neither do the listeners. That is concerning. (laughs) Their whole job is to listen. Well, it'd help if we had a few. That is true. (laughs) Yes, the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Four hours long just shy. no it's it's um i think like in terms of percentage it is 3.86 recurring hours long also known four as four hours long just shy <laughs> yes yes so it um, stars let me see how many people i can get from memory go so for ben it. affleck yes ezra miller Yes. Um, it has. Uh, oh my gosh! Well done, Gal Gal Gadot. Yes. Jason Momoa. Yes. And then Cyborg. And Ray Henry Fisher, Cavill. Henry Cavill. Amy, Amy Adams, Adams. Willem Dafoe, Jesse Eisenberg, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, no one else. Diane is Lane, J.K. Simmons, voice of Kieran Hines. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, yeah. yeah. I said that. I like J.K. Simmons. I do. Very good character actor, if that's what you'd class him as, I guess. Sure. Sure. Go on then. What are your first thoughts on it? It was very long. <laughs> <laughs> very long. So Even with... It being his his um, vision and everything, it could have cut at least an hour out of it. And they should have just basically cut all the original movie out of it. <laughs> because well, no, because then you'd end up with all these bloody Norwegian women singing for an hour or whatever. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, for those of you who don't know. 
we'll give the backstory of the actual plotline of Justice League. So it's. I thought you were going to say the backstory of why this film's out. Yeah, I'm going to do that after. So, ish. So, um, these group of superheroes join together to stop this big evil alien guy from getting boxes (laughs) that create the end of the world. Basically. <laughs> one box is with the Atlanteans, one is with the Amazonians, and one's with some scientist's kid. You've got the nail really on the weird. head there. Oh, and also there's Superman who's dead, but then he's not dead. And he like tries to kill everyone. But then he goes back home and he's like normal again. Yeah. <laughs> that, Honestly, it's pretty bad plotline. To be honest, it it's not the it's, best. It's not the best, but unlike what Marvel did, which was built towards this huge thing, DC were falling behind and just thought, "Sod it, we've got like reputable brands. Let's just slap them all together and go for it." That you're not invested in it in any way, shape, or form. No, you don't know any of the characters. Other than at least, Superman. At, yeah, at least in this version, every character gets their own moments, gets their own little bit of story, gets their bit of backstory for you to try and invest in a bit, unlike the original cut. But so, it's still not enough. Basically, this version of the film came around because the guy who was originally directing the film was kicked Zack off. Zack Snyder. Yeah, he was kicked off the job because they didn't like where he was going with it. So then he was like, it it did really, really bad in box office. So he was like, you know what? I want to make this how I Josh Whedon was brought on to replace him, in case you didn't know. That's his name. And then he was like given some money to make the film that we now have. I completely. (laughs) That's basically two films combined into one. It's his and the original. You can see it being his vision, though. It is yeah, completely you can different. See the bits that are. Yeah, it's completely different to the original film, in as much as like there's whole storylines dropped, new ones added. It's, it's a lot better. It couldn't be any worse. That is very true. Watching it again made me realize how bad the first one actually was. <laughs> like it what? was shockingly bad. That's what happens when you get multiple directors with their own visions, though, isn't it? Their own direction they want to go in. I've got nothing against Joss Whedon. He's done some very good stuff, but it just didn't fit against the backdrop that Zack Snyder was aiming at. So trying to fit the Joss Whedon bits into the Zack Snyder story was just ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, go go on. I was just going to ask you what you thought. It's so long. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, it's so much better than the first one, but it's still not a great film, to be honest. And some of the visual effects in it, while being better than the first, some are still really bad. The problem is... I don't understand it. You can tell that it's been filmed on a green screen stage. That's something that you don't often get as much with Marvel films. You can see the very clear lack in 
goodness in the DC film. Goodness. Yeah, thing it, is, though, it, just it could even be similar, or it may be even the same, like effects studios that work on the two different sides. I don't know. I've not really looked into it, but there is a marked difference between the two. Mm. It just looks janky at times. It, it just you can tell that it's green screened. Yeah, it's bad. It lacks the polish that Marvel does. Yeah, it's like they've not put any time into it. They've not tried to match up lighting or shading or like it not just being a still background, which is what it seemed to be a lot of the time. It's just like you've gone onto a Zoom call and stuck a background in the background. <laughs> Maybe that's what they did. It would not surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> But yeah, the unfortunate side to it is it's always going to get these comparisons to Marvel and it just it can't hold a candle to it. Like yeah. I said, Marvel, right from the start, had this multi-year, multi-film plan and they stuck to it. They worked towards it. They churned out better and better and better films. And then, like I say, you get DC side, which you've got your Batman films like the Dark Knight trilogy, amazing films. You've got all your different Supermans, but there's no consistency. No. It's like between Dark Knight Rises and then... Um, was that the last one? Yeah, Dark Knight Rises was the last one, I think. And then the first next Batman film, which was like Batman versus Superman or whatever, you're changing Batman again. And it's just there's no consistency. There's been very few changes within the Marvel Universe but DC, it's like every other film, like you're getting some sort of change. And yeah, there's you no can't real build a build. relationship. No, it's just the whole way they've gone about doing it is just the wrong way compared to Marvel's the right way. And they're mm. never going to be able to shake that off unless they start turning it around. And then 15 years down the line, maybe people will change their minds. But that's how long it's going to take because that's how long it took Marvel, sort of. Yeah. So yeah. what did you think to the acting performances? Um, for what it was, they were good. I don't think they were particularly bad performances. No, There's just, none of them. Go. They fell a bit flat, some of them. I think Ezra Miller was very good. Okay, he was the best part of the whole thing. Uh, I he really... should go into much bigger and better things. Mm. I hope he gets a solo film. But Batfleck was just Batfleck. He's exactly the same as you've seen in his other like outings before. It's just I'm so disappointed that he didn't get more time to be developed. Yeah, out of all the characters who've got like such a rich backstory, granted most people know almost the most about Batman, but I think Ben Affleck's been shortchanged. I think he could 100%. have really pulled off this sort of more mature, older Bruce Wayne. He could have done so much with it, but he the just wasn't given is, the material. We're never going to get it either because now they've brought Robert no. Pattinson in, which I think that's going to be a gamble. Hopefully it'll pay off because I think that he is actually like quite a good actor and he seems to have had some really good stuff going for him and I'm excited to see where he takes it. I just do feel like Ben Affleck was robbed of a great opportunity. 
that's the thing though five years down the line it'll be someone else again anyway exactly it's, it's... I've genuinely got no investment in it no I'm looking forward to seeing Robert Pattinson like try and pull it off and I think he'll do an amazing job at it but you just know two or three films in he's gone yeah you're never going to get with Batman what you have with Tony Stark. No. Or any, like any of them. Mm. Captain America, he had multiple outings. Yeah. And, and a, tr- a true story arc from start to end. It's like you can see the character development and everything go throughout. But this is just reboot after reboot after reboot. New character, new character. Well, new actor, new actor, new actor. And then because they got a new actor and they think, oh, Let's show his origin story again. It's like, Christ almighty, no. I don't need another origin story. I want a progression arc. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. that's getting away from the Snyder <laughs> Cut. <laughs> We're not here to, like, jump on, like, picking at DC. Not that Even many though... people do, to be honest. But, mm. but, but yeah, yeah, I think... <laughs> Sorry, go I've had I've had several people ask me about it. Is it worth like watching? And my answer is uh, almost four hours long. No, no, it's not. You don't a bad get film. that much more out of it. No, it's not a bad film, but four hours is a huge amount of time to put into a film. The is your pretty much bland superhero storyline. Yeah. You want if you're watching it for four hours, like what we were saying with Cherry, which granted isn't four hours by a long shot, it's like <laughs> ninety minutes or whatever. But you want yeah. to come out of it feeling like you've experienced something, and I didn't feel that at any point watching it. No, it just constantly fell behind the mark. Yeah. Well, granted, we had to do it in two sittings as well because it's that long and you nodded off. It didn't hold your attention. No. You were uh, trying to, but it just didn't Yeah, win. that's the difference between this and Cherry. With Cherry, I did not even think about falling asleep once, despite the fact that I was watching it later at night than when we were watching Snyder Cup. Um, and one of my friends watched Justice League, the Snyder Cut as well, and she had to watch it in two sittings. They split it half-half because it's just so long. And because it's so long and you have to like watch it in two sittings, you're just taken out of it. It's not, mm. it's not an efficient way to show a film. It doesn't grip you either, though, because no. if, if it was a four-hour film that gripped you, that's different. Yeah. yeah, but this doesn't. Like it's still... Game. Yeah, that's not four hours, though. No, it was three hours, but it was longer than what people were used to at that point. Yeah, but it's just the way it's all intersected, all the different stories and stuff. It is nice to try and build on all these characters, but it was just, here's a bit, here's a bit. But it's, as I've sort of seen read, uh, written as well, um, the fact that he does break it up into like six different acts or whatever, huh. I think he's yeah, I think he sort of designed it in a way that you can take that break and come back. It is like very distinct. Here's one bit. Here's yeah. another bit. Here's another bit. But I don't know. I was, I was still 
I wasn't going into it expecting much, and I was still probably disappointed in the end. Yeah, me too. It's just I don't think it. Well, it it built on Justice League, but it, yeah, it didn't, was better. Yeah, just definitely. Didn't hit where we wanted it to. No, no. You you still when you've got such rich characters and story to build from, you want more. That that's my end sort of result from it. You just left wanting more. And then and I... The last ten minutes, though, oh, what was that? God. I know. I'm. I'm not. That a did fan. leave me wanting more. That's the thing. That gave it was me. Too short. Yeah, but that gave me a view of what potentially could come from DC if they tried. It's just all these new characters getting introduced, like potential storylines. Story yeah. yeah, it's just that ten minutes is better so than the rushed. whole three hours and three and a half hours before it. Yeah, I agree. And I came out like I finished watching it, thinking, "I want to Why watch that. I want that? to watch more of that." Yeah. But because of how Justice League was slated, and then how this has like had to come about and stuff, I, I don't know if do we'll it. ever end up with it. I know Zack Snyder wanted to do a trilogy, and part of that was sort of put in that last ten minutes of this is why I wanted to go sort of thing, but. And I, I would be invested in that, but I don't see it happening, unfortunately. But that oh, last yeah, 10 yeah. minutes was an absolute mindfuck, for mm. want of a better word. It's just everything suddenly thrown in at it, and you're just like... Yeah, there were so many things wow. that happened, and they gave you so much information in such a short amount of time to digest it. Yeah. But like the whole epilogue, if, if it had been able to build on that, that would have been such a different story. It would have been a a great, great film with a good experience, but unfortunately we got what we got. Because that seemed to have more Batman than the rest of the film combined. I know, it's just... And it actually gave, like, Batman versus Joker dialogue and relationship kind of thing. But even that, though, was, like, disjoint in itself, because spoilers coming up... It did feel a bit weird, yeah, but spoilers coming up here because it introduced Deathstroke mm. as someone that they would like go to get to hunt down Batman. Oh, and his real name's Bruce Wayne, as if like go attack him. And then next scene, they're working together. It's just like, what What's happened here? Yeah, it's just, I, it it's did so feel disjointed, like but it was taken out of the middle it. of a different movie. Exactly. It's like you've skipped sort of three, four years down the line. Like Wonder Woman was dead. Superman was bad. Aquaman proper bad. Dead. Yeah, it's just what was going on. Mm. But I enjoyed that. Like I say, more than the last three and a half hours before it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's, it a- baffled me. On a separate but related note, what do you think of Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. As in the film version that's on at the moment, not like the character as a whole. Which film version that's on at the moment? Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, what do you think? I like her. I think she pulls off quite well. I disagree. Why? I don't know, it's just something about her performance doesn't feel natural to me. I'm, I don't know what it is. It just, 
I don't I just don't think it's a good performance I don't think that she it doesn't feel like she's the character it just kind of feels like she's reading the lines I might that might just be because what I'm basing this off of right now is what we saw in Justice League rather than the actual film I think right so the first film was way way better than the second film I've still not seen 1984 one it, it wasn't terrible it just was not good so I might yeah, I have thought, a slightly biased view. Exactly, I'm basing that just off of the original Wonder Woman film, and I thought she was more than adequate in that. I thought she did it really well. Made you cry. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't really because of her, though, was it? That was 100% no, it was I know, but she was in the scene, so... <laughs> It still made you cry. Peace <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> I'm never going to let you live that down. Yeah, great. <laughs> You're welcome. So, yeah, my mind may change if I watch, well, when I watch 1984. But I agree, in Justice League, I think she maybe phoned it in a bit. But, again, that's down to the source material. I don't think anyone, like I said, maybe apart from Ezra Miller, came out of that with any real kudos. Mm. So, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. But like I say, if I think back to the first Wonder Woman film, I thought she was good in it. Okay. Right. Any other unrelated but related notes? No. Okay. Moving. Oh, no. What would you rate it? I don't know. Six. Fair enough. Um, I'd give it five. Bang average. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, moving on. You wanted to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah. Go for it. So the first episode came out starring Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stanton as Falcon and Winter Soldier, respectively. Um, I thought it was good. Also has Don Cheadle in, which was surprising. I wasn't expecting that. Did it? <laughs> yes. When? It, he had several scenes with Anthony Mackie. Oh, at the beginning? No. When? Throughout. I can't picture it in my head. You do know who Don Cheadle is? Yes, I do know who Don Cheadle is. Yeah, he was in it several... Yeah, he was in it a few times. Had quite a few scenes with Anthony Mackie. What happened? I can't remember that. It's like mainly talking about stuff. <laughs> I'm sure. But, I'm sure it's in my brain. I just can't really retrieve it right now. But yeah, I just wasn't expecting other sort of cameos from like your big hitters in a way. It's like you don't, you've not got that in any of the other stuff yet, and then suddenly he's there. So it's like, all right, okay. So yeah. Anyway, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I think it's got nice potential. Yeah, I agree. One thing that 
I thought was a bit stupid is that they didn't even meet at any point. I think they're just building up so that it's more climactic when they do. I know, but it's like they've worked together before. They know who they are. They've got this common ground with Captain America. Why do they have to, like, if they're in a series together, why do they have to start off so separated? It's just, I don't know. I think it's going to be a slow build, but I think it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah, I think you're going to regret what you said. And I will gladly regret what I say. I regret what I say most days. <laughs> but yeah, like I say, I think it was a good first episode, shall I say. It's like nothing spectacular happened, but it's laying the groundwork. Yeah, Do you exactly. get me? Do you know what we never did talk about on an unrelated related note? The end of WandaVision. Oh, yeah. So we can touch on that a bit at the end if you want as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, Falcon and Wind Soldier, I'm going to give it a few more episodes before I really judge it. But like I say, I think it's setting up a good bit of solid groundwork, adding more to the characters, like adding more to Sam's sort of family side and things like that. And yeah. Bucky still being conflicted about everything that he did and everything, yeah, and still trying to work through it all. I think it's got it's definitely got potential and knowing Marvel they'll throw money at it and make it work. They've picked two very strong characters to develop, which is good. Yeah, and they are they're more rounded as well than like touching back on it, anyone in Justice League, but yeah. that's because they have had several films to build. So it's not like they are suddenly just thrown together for no reason. There is that whole, like I said before, that that relationship with Captain America. They've worked together. There was like a conflicting rivalry as well, but a friendly rivalry between them and stuff. So you're already got that relationship going into this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to the next few episodes and then we'll give it a proper rundown and stuff. So, keep your eye out for that. So, swinging back around, WandaVision, what did you think to the last episode? Um, it was okay. I just don't think it was as good as it was built up to be. Yeah, I can see that. I enjoyed it, but yeah, like you say, I think I think we spoke about this in person as well, though, that when it comes to Marvel, you expect it to be that big payoff, and it didn't quite hit those heights, did it? It was just very generic. I liked the Vision versus Vision bit. Yeah, but then Vision turns good again, so it, it just, it wasn't anything like it had been before, where it was kind of like very confusing and mind-boggling. It was just very, okay, I can see where this is going. This is very obvious. This is not original. Yeah, and it's as if like they were sort of tying it all up. Yeah. Although, to be honest, I can't remember exactly how it ended now. So I'm trying to think. Stopped. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how much potential did they leave for like sequel and stuff. I can't remember at all. 
which is not a good thing. Kind of shows it didn't exactly leave on an impactful ending. Yeah, I'm gen. I am genuinely struggling now to think how it ended. Ended. I think the costume is pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's definitely a throwback to the comics from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen loads of people try and cosplay it, and they all look crap, so it just shows how well they managed to pull it off. Because like mm. everyone else that I've seen cosplaying it, like sometimes you see cosplays and you think, that's amazing. But everyone I've seen of someone saying, I cosplayed Scarlet Witch, it's like, you should put on a headdress and that's it. It's like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I think, like you say, the outfits were very good. I like the white vision. I wasn't a massive fan. I know. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. I think that is one aspect where Marvel always kind of hit the mark with costumes. Yeah. And I saw something online. I may be getting confused, actually, so I'm not even going to talk about that. Okay. But watching Marvel films just makes me want to have a superhero costume of my own. What would it look like? I don't know. It'd be, like, sleek and black. Kind of like ninja vibes. Would you have a cape? Yeah, but it would be detachable. Mm. But, like... Not in a way that it will come off in battle, obviously. Kind of like yeah. magically detachable. Because I don't want to get sucked up by an airplane like in The Incredibles. I was going to say, so you're going against Edna Mode's advice. No kids! Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So that one was a bit disappointing for you. Then. But overall, what would you rate One Division? Eight. I'd have said seven and a half. Yeah. Minus the last episode in eight. Yeah. I think it yeah. started off better than it developed. Because once they'd got past the kind of confusingness of it, it just kind of fell into a very clear path. So it kind of built itself up to be something that it couldn't meet. But I mean, it's by no means a bad show. It's a very enjoyable show. Yeah, and I, I I wouldn't say it started off great either. So I'm sure I spoke out before. Like I thought the first episode was a bit, I wouldn't say a dud, but it was like, eh. But then, like, you give it a bit more time it, and it grows on you. Well, for me, it did anyway. Mm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we've done with that. I want to talk about Shit's Creek. Okay. I binged that over a couple of weeks, and I think it's one of the best things on television that I have seen. It's a comedy show about um, a rich family that loses everything when their business manager basically defrauds them. And it's created by Dan and Eugene Levy, and they also star in it. Mm -hmm. And it's just... It's one thing I genuinely cannot think of a bad thing about it. I've recommended it to everyone who asks, like, what what can I watch on telly next? That will now be my first thing. It's just 
television gold. There is no other word for it. It's so funny. It's not always laugh out loud funny, but it's always humorous. And then even when it has to do like the serious moments, it takes you into those serious moments. You invest in them. And then just as the scene's sort of ending, you always get one of these characters saying like just something that's funny. And that's what I'm like. It's like any serious situation. I was trying to raise the mood a bit by making a stupid joke or a stupid comment. And it just, it keyed into my sense of humor so well. And it is um, sad that it's ended because it's got six, six series of it, but I'm glad it went out on a high the way it did, the way it wanted to do. It didn't run itself into the ground. And those six episodes in itself are just perfection, genuine, genuine perfection. And that is something I would rate 10 out of 10. I don't give many of them out. It's on my list to watch after I've watched Castle. I've got just about like one season and an episode left. Smash through that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd, be really interested to see what your opinion is on it once you've watched it because like I say to me it is television perfection TV I have gold. heard some very very good things about it and it's been up for a lot of awards so um, and won a lot of awards so I'm definitely going to give it a go it is it's like I say I can't think of anything wrong with it I've tried I've thought about things and I, I just can't it's just amazing such a great show so anyone listening to this who's looking for ideas of what to watch, Shit's Creek, available on Netflix. And Not spelled like the swear word. No, S-C-H-I-T-T apostrophe S. Space, C-R-E-E-K, Shit's Creek. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much us out of material. Um, there was something else we said we were going to discuss, but I can't remember what it is now. So we talked about that last time I was with you. We said we can talk about this, this, this. Oh, and we can talk about that. But I can't think what it is. Sims. So, Sims 4. Feel free. Um, I've had Sims 4 for a while. And I've always... I had Sims 3 to begin with. And I loved that. It was very good. And then Sims 4 came out, and we got it. And I've really enjoyed it. I think that because of playing Sims 3 for so long, it took me a while to adjust to the new platform, because it's very, very different from Sims 3. It is very different. And it kind of lacks a few of the really nice things about Sims 3, but it makes up for it in other ways. And I think that your playing is definitely enhanced with the more packs that you get, which is a shame that you have to spend money on it, but I think it's one of those things that if you're going to play the game, it's worth buying them. The only downside to that is the prices of them, though, like £30 for an actual expansion pack. It's a lot of money. Yeah, they're expensive. There's like 12 of them out or whatever. I'm sticking to the vanilla one because I'm cheap. (laughs) <laughs> but me and my step-sibling have kind of joined together and bought quite a few of them so we both really enjoy it 
me and my friends have been talking about it a lot at school recently because I've got back into playing it and it's we've got great stories of things that you make your sims do and stuff so it's one of those things that's definitely um worth it you now own a restaurant do you not I now own a restaurant I've just got to work out how to run it successfully <laughs> as do most restaurant owners to be fair <laughs> But, yeah, I don't think I've got anything more to say on that. Okay. Well, it's enjoyable. Mm. What would you rate it? 8.5. Nine on a good day. What? You mean on a good day for you? Yep. Where you're not getting stressed with it? Yep. (laughs) Oh, my sim needs the toilet. My sim needs the toilet. Go to the toilet! Uh, there was something else that we were going to talk about because it was something that wasn't film or TV or anything. We said, oh, yeah. I can't but, think of it. No, nah, I can't for the life of me think of it. So, yeah, I think that's where we wrap up. Yes, I'd agree. So thank you very much for listening, spending yeah. these last 50-odd minutes with us. Please let enjoyed. us know if you're listening. Yeah, let us know even if you haven't enjoyed. Just let us know. Details are coming up. Also, don't forget, somebody, please, tweet us on Twitter and Tab will read a poem for you. So with that, goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Average Reviews. We're always on the lookout for feedback or requests, so if you do have anything, please contact us. Email is requests at averagereviews.co.uk. As the name suggests, any requests you've got, but we also take any other kinds of feedback. Um, We've got a website, www.averagereviews.co.uk, which doesn't get updated very often, to be honest, but we will be trying to get that up to date more often. Easiest way to reach us would probably be on Twitter, which is Average Podcast. There is a handle of Average Reviews that we would like. If you're the owner, please get in touch. Otherwise, we will stay as Average Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good life. <laughs>